This is Talking Cowboys. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com. And the official Dallas Cowboys app. First down. Jason Witt is in the end zone. Intercepted. Sean Lee. Ah. Touchdown. Des Bryant. Now, your hosts, Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus. Taylor Stern and Rob Phillips. Welcome everybody to another edition of Talking Cowboys. Happy to welcome you into the SWBC Mortgage Studio. I'm Taylor Stern, always joined by Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Mickey Spagnol as we get going on this Wednesday of week nine already for the NFL season. Of course, the Dallas Cowboys will return to AT&T Stadium this weekend to take on the Kansas City Chiefs and it's going to be a fun time out there. Of course, their first game back since the Packers lost that everyone was very hurt by. But we're bouncing back. Two-game win streak. How's everyone doing today? Ready to roll. Let's go. Let's Week. go play. Let's Week. go play. Nine, man. Have it's, a great Wednesday. It's flying by. Here we go. Week nine and number nine will be returning to the broadcast booth this <laughs> week with CBS. Nice. Yes, and unlike yesterday when we were joking around, there will be no DeMarco Murray to join. Yeah. Tony Romo, as the Cowboys had no trades at the trade deadline. Now, not to say they didn't try and talk with people, but they, that, that one was, you know, some people were floating that as an idea and things like that. But uh, nothing materialized. Uh, you know, kind of a crazy day in the way some trades went down. Um, did he some, get traded? No. No, he did not. But, but uh, he had been hearing rumblings. He's been hearing rumblings that he was potentially on the block if someone were to offer the right uh, compensation package. Yeah, well, nothing happened here, so we're just going to keep on moving along. Now, Ezekiel Elliott, of course, the news that we heard on Monday night that his preliminary injunction was denied by Judge Falia. Did Mm -hmm. we get how to pronounce her name right, Mick? Catherine. Catherine Falia. Judge Mm -hmm. Catherine. Judge Catherine. Judge Catherine. Easiest way. Yes, and it was confirmed that she is married to the NFL lawyer. Uh, he's, she's married to a lawyer that worked in the firm that helped the NFL construct their, uh, CBA. Yes. Yeah. Well, people like to take stories and twist them and turn them, but he did appeal to the second circuit after the denied emergency stay. So that motion will need to be decided on by 7 PM tonight. Yeah. That change. It was 7 PM Wednesday. No, they went back. And asked Judge Falia if they can get an injunction until they fi- attempt uh, uh, a stay in the motion to be able to file their petition to the Second Circuit Court, and she said absolutely not. Uh, so they filed uh, with the Second Circuit Court, and they were hoping for an emergency stay. And if they don't hear it today, the guy that's been covering. Uh, for that 360, uh, I don't Lawyers, know. Lawyers, yeah. It a, is law. it a, a 360 law. Web, website or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Uh, pointed out that unless they hear it today or unless a judge comes in on his own to hear it, uh, that court is supposedly not scheduled to be in session on Thursday and Friday. And he thought the earliest they can get to that would be on next Tuesday. Yeah. So I haven't seen anything definitive come out yet from the NFL to say the suspension is back in order. Uh, but Jason Garrett said Zeke is not here today. Right. So I think they're operating as if he will not play in this game on Sunday. Yeah. And Rob, you wrote he had great confidence in his other three running backs he currently has on the roster. 
Yeah, he didn't uh, reveal a rotation and a carry distribution among those three guys, but, you know. And why should he? Right, and maybe it's something they need to try to sort out over a couple games, assuming Zeke's going to be out. You know, guys' performances in the game could dictate that. Now, I'm sure they've got a plan in mind, um, but I, Brian brought up a point. They're used to having offensively up front have one guy. Yeah. The one guy happens to be an all-pro and arguably the best back in the league. So you might have to find ways to get all three involved and try to work this sort out. this out. Work yeah. this out by committee, and maybe one guy emerges. Maybe that's how this works out over a game or two. We'll have to see. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, they definitely have confidence. If yeah, trade rumors, okay, but you know, you kept you kept McFadden on ice for seven games for a reason. You've obviously got some level of confidence in him to step in and and, and help with some carries. Absolutely, Brian. What do you think will shake out? as far as this week in particular for the three running backs. Kind of always thought about Mickey's plan about uh, with McFadden. Uh, you know, he hasn't played. I think Todd Archer brought it up, too. He's played like six games in 23 or something. I, I don't, I'm, I'm messing up the numbers, I'm sure. But, you know, yeah, they, they you know, Jason Garrett, I, I pressed him on the question about the offensive line. Mm-hmm. And he says, hey, Morris rushed for 1,400 yards. McFadden, McFadden has been a 1,000-yard yeah. rusher. You know, Rod Smith's new. You know, you talk to guys in the locker room and stuff. They'd really kind of – I mean, nothing against other teammates. They'd like to kind of see what Rod Smith's got. Absolutely. You know, I mean, He's proven and, himself and, to yeah, do so. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it – you know, Mickey's right. He doesn't have to say who's going to be the starting running back, you know, coming up. I mean, when they announce and they never – they don't do that anymore. When they announce – they just, like, announce the offense. They, they go on the field or the defense goes on the field. But, yeah, I, I – it's it's gonna it's it's not gonna be easy, and we all know that because I, I do feel like that as, as good as this offensive line is, there is adjustment. There is adjustment the way guys hit holes. There is adjustments on blitz pickups. There is ways you have to work together, and you know there's a reason why Demarco Murray was your primary back because he could do all thing all three. There's a reason why Ezekiel is your primary back because he can do all three. So, yeah, whoever they decide, they need to figure this out and, and go with that guy because the continuity helps the offensive line. When they understand backs hit holes certain ways and, and, and make cuts certain ways, and that's something that they're going to have to adjust to as they go through these uh, six games, unless they find a primary back. Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember when we were discussing the difference between Alfred Morris and Darren McFadden, a lot of times you use the word complete. And yeah. that's what matters most in this situation. So. Well, it, you don't want your quarterback laying face down on the ground. That's, that's you know, if, if you miss a blitz pickup. New. Yeah. I mean, that's something, you know, that's something that you don't want. And if, you know, if you have guys, and maybe that's the disadvantage that Rod Smith has right now, even though they've used him as, you know, as a third down back, they've, they've tried to, uh, uh, you know, get him acclimated to what they need to do blitz pickup wise. Yeah. So whoever that guy is, he needs to be able to help in the passing game as well. Absolutely. Is McFadden the best one of that bunch? McFadden has struggled with that. The preseason, I didn't think he was very good at that. As a pass protector. As a pass protector. There were some times in the preseason I thought when he was having to play that he struggled with that. Morse has become better at it. But he's not known but, for it either. Yeah. Right? No, no. Morse has improved. I'm not saying he is better than – I mean, the, the, the thing that bothered me was there were times during the preseason where McFadden wasn't as good as he normally is. Now, maybe that's because it's a preseason game, but – you would think that he would step up and be that guy. We'll, we'll see. Actually, Rod Smith's done a pretty good job of that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And he's gotten the opportunity. Yeah. That, now, that's, he hasn't had that many. The experience. 
but See, he's done pretty well, I thought. The thing that the, the thing that might hold Rod Smith back is if he's the every if he's the every down player carrying, 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 and then all of a sudden you're having having a blitz pickup, and now you're trying to figure out, oh my gosh, my 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 ribs are sore right now. Okay, I've got to I've got to pass play. I mean, still maintaining your assignment. That's yeah. something Ezekiel. It it's you know, and even uh, even Murray back in the day, you run, you run, you run. Now you got to pick up. You know, you can't take plays off as a running back. I mean, and then that's why a lot of times you'll see guys get substituted out because they don't, you know, it's that, you know, he's not very good at this or that. So we'll, we'll see how they play it out. Absolutely. And conversely, for the Kansas City Chiefs, Kareem Hunt has been kind of their breakout star of the season. Of course, the rookie from Toledo. He only really started and got into that role because of the injury to Spencer Ware in the preseason. And so I think, you know, most people would hope you have a Dak Prescott situation where, you, you know, your starter goes down and you get lucky enough. And that's what's happening with the Chiefs right now. But could, you know, and I like what you're saying, Mickey, about Rod Smith. Could Rod Smith be that guy if they just jumped into the deep end with him? I can't imagine they're going to say, "Okay, Rod Smith, you got twenty-five carries today." I, I think fifteen. You, you kind of move them in easy and see, um, you know, toe dip a little with them and see how he handles it. But I, I, I just think they're they're going to if they err, they're going to err on the side of experience, just like they did with the kicker, and it paid off with the kicker because had one of those young guys gone out there and missed that first one, right. they might have gone right down the tank. Absolutely. Yeah. And so uh, I, I just I, – I don't know. I mean, I just got a feeling they're going to go with somebody that's got some experience, at least at first, and then see if you can earn it uh, yeah. as, as the game, as the weeks go on, if there are weeks that go on. Now, is there something to it? And I was having a discussion with someone. Of course, Darren McFadden played so many years for the Raiders, seeing the Chiefs so frequently. Of course, different offenses, different personnel. But is there something to it with Darren McFadden having the experience with the Chiefs? No. None. I don't see that. I think uh, I buy into the fresh legs theory that mm-hmm. he's been yeah. on ice for seven games. And, um, you know, we saw that a little bit a couple years ago where he was the backup to Randall got in midway through the season and seemed fresh and wound up having 1,100 yards in that season. Last year, uh, injured most of the year, wound up replacing Alfred Morris when he got healthy from the elbow injury. So I I think there's something to him being fresh. I wonder if there's any type of rust involved, though, that he just hasn't been in-game action taking snaps. I know he's a veteran. Yeah, a veteran, and it kind of goes to maybe – I believe this was your point the other day, Mickey, talking about how maybe Zeke is always going to kind of be that guy, or maybe this was your point, Brian, where you kind of have to give him a few weeks. Yeah. Was that what you were saying? Yeah, I, you know, with, with Zeke, I, you know, I asked Mickey that question yesterday, maybe that, you know, with the first few weeks of the season, you kind of see, you know, like last year, Zeke wasn't, you know, started off very well, and this, you now we've seen him now the last few weeks be very good. So, yeah, I, you know, Russ surely is a question there. You know, and, 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 but, you know, the backs that are even the backups that are active don't get many carries. Yeah, it's not like Morris has had yeah, a bunch of carries. It's like so. Morris is, I mean, I think Rob said the number the other day was eight, and then that was before the Washington game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you look at his numbers, I mean, it's not like they're, they're handing the ball to him 40, you know, times, 50 times already this season. And that, that was my kind of argument, though, all along, is why are you keeping McFadden inactive week after week? It's not like you're preserving him from having 25 carries a game while Zeke's active. Yeah. So it's been an interesting thought process. No sense getting him hurt if he's only going to get three carries. Yeah. I mean, he's got 18 in seven games. Well, don't you risk that with Alfred Morris? I mean, what's the difference? Obviously, they did. Well, I'm not going to say that. 
But, well, Alfred Morris. <laughs> okay. okay. I said I'm not going to say it. <laughs> yeah, we're moving on. Move on. We're yeah. moving on. Okay, well, let's get to the Dallas Cowboys. Of course, Cole Beasley will not be practicing today after he suffered of a, a supposedly concussion. He's not showing symptoms. I would say there. it was a concussion since they said he's in the concussion protocol. Yeah. Okay, well, he's not showing symptoms, and he was out here. And he'll probably be good to go for Sunday, I can Thank- imagine. Well, I w- I- not practicing today, but it's that protocol. You know, if he passes the steps and they, they're saying that he seems fine, uh, if the tests are going okay, I think there's a chance. Guys can get concussed on a Sunday and play the next Sunday. It just yeah. depends on how you respond to the protocol. It's how quickly um, you can practice and then show up the next day yeah. and not have any other. Right. Uh, so if he could signs. get back into practice yeah. Thursday and then respond Friday, I mean, Thursday, I think would be a big day. for Yeah. Him. We yeah. saw that with Ron Leary. Yeah, if he doesn't practice, I mean, if he doesn't practice tomorrow, then I think he might be out. That's just what I feel. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Garrett also said, Cheeto will be limited today. No Tyron, of course, the veteran Wednesdays that he's been getting to help with his back. But Cheeto, could we possibly see him this week? Limited's better than out. Yeah. <laughs> had, right? Well, they, they well, at least he didn't say if he does anything, he'll be limited. Yeah. At least yeah. he said he'll be limited. Sounds yeah. like progress. So moving in the right direction. I bet one more week. Yeah. My guess there, too. Would he be able to help more in this game or the next game on the road? He'd be yeah, able I, to help whenever he can play. Yeah, they don't need him going out there and getting pulled again. That's that's the problem. You just you know you're running out of, you play him one week and he's out three. You know, make yeah. sure he's completely healthy. Yeah. And, and and they won't know that till he he's going to have to practice and he's going to have to practice if he get you know if he practices now we've we've seen guys talk about oh he might be limited Sean Lee might be limited but then he practices full. Yeah. So let's see what happens this week. If he goes out there and it's not limited, then, you know, there's a shot that he can help him this week. What do you think the Chiefs are thinking getting ready for this game from a defensive standpoint? Like, are they going to prepare for four running backs, two running backs? You know, because they don't really know who the Cowboys are going to send out there. And I know the standard answer is we prepare for their offense. It doesn't matter who – Who's playing? Or it does matter. I think. Right? The, I think the focus, are they going to dismiss? No, I think. Zeke? I think they dismiss the running backs in, as as a whole, and I think that they're going to f- prepare for Prescott. I think they're going to prepare for Prescott to try and keep him in the pocket and make him make those throws. That, that where people have gotten hurt is when he's been outside the pocket making. Okay. Throws. You know the waggle, the boots, things like that. I think that they're not. I think they're going to feel like their front can handle whoever runs the football. Just absorb whatever they absorb do. Absorb whatever. Yeah. If if Dallas beats us running the football, we deserve to lose this game. Now their their offense can put a lot of pressure on you because they're going to make you score. Right. I mean, now they had they didn't. You know, Pittsburgh Pittsburgh played them very well. You know, the Raiders last couple of games. You look at it. Denver really didn't play them very well. And Denver's defense is one we thought. Denver's defense was one of those defenses that was what? like the second coming of all of a sudden. But they, you know, they didn't. They didn't do a very good job. I, I, if I'm Dallas, I worry about Kansas City scoring a lot of points and saying, "Okay, score right with us," which Dallas has been able to do. Right. But they've been able to do it with Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield. Yeah, I saw an interesting post, and I know this is next week's game, but the Falcons they do a very similar thing to our mailbag that we do on DallasCowboys.com, and their question today is, "Will Zeke be there, and how you prepare for that?" And they they did kind of say the cliche answer, Mickey, of, "Oh, you just prepare for whoever's out there." But you know, the Giants did that. McAdoo tried to say that in Week One, yeah, saying, "Oh, it doesn't matter." Who's well, they're out all there. gonna say it. Yeah, 
balance. But I'm just wondering what yeah. you know. Are the, are what the are Chiefs, they going to do? Are the Chiefs following Daniel Wallach on Twitter to yeah, track to make all sure these who, who we're movements? Gonna, I, yeah. What quarter? What running back we're going to play against? <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd prepare for Zeke and then just go with the, whoever shows up. I don't, well, uh, the question is: Does the running game change? Does yes? Does the yes? Does the system? Well, the the quality. I bet. Well, the changes. runner yes. changes, but do what they do. Their zone blocking scheme. I mean, is it any? No, the it, scheme doesn't change. The yeah. runner does. Yeah. You know, let, let's be honest. I mean, how many times have we we've seen this this back make a cut, make a break, you know, run through people? I mean, that's why you go for it on fourth and one on your own forty eight yard line, and you get four yards. That tells you a lot right there about your running game. You know, now is by is, the way, sorry, Brian, just quick. They're they're thirteen for thirteen on fourth and one since yeah. since Zeke entered the league. I mean, it's it's money every time. That's yeah. a huge weapon. Yeah. And that's a huge credit to him. I, I just feel like though if you're the Chiefs, you prepare for you prepare that that Zeke's not gonna play and you say, Okay, how what's their next biggest weapon? You know, what's the next biggest thing you have to deal with? The ability of Prescott to throw the football outside the pocket. You know, the, the movement, you know, with the tight ends, the underneath stuff. He missed Beasley on it. I mean, he missed two throws on the move the other day that he normally doesn't miss or, or his numbers are even better. But I think if you're the Chiefs, you have to say, okay, how can Dallas hurt us? Can Dallas hurt? Now, if Beasley doesn't play, boy, that's a big thing too because there's, your third down, there's a third down possibility right there taken. So, okay, are you good enough on the outside to take, you know, is Peters and – and Mitchell good enough to take things on the outside. You know, that's that's where that's going to come down. So will you get Switzer or will you get Butler as the third guy? That's true. That's a good question. Probably get Butler. Because they used him quite a bit. Yeah, they used him game. in place of, in place of, yeah. yeah. And then with certain personnel, they sure did. But I think that I think they probably would go with Butler. Even though Switzer had a nice play. I mean, that third down play for him to get seven was a good play. Right. And, you know, he got all that work. Out here, and right. he got hurt in yeah. training camp, kind of put him behind. But Butler puts a different dimension in that spot. It also allows him to put Butler outside. Right. And we've seen teams struggle with either Dez or Terrence Williams in that slot. Right. Because uh, they can't get their hands on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a good stopping point for us to take our first break here in the SWBC Mortgage Studio. When we come back, we will have more Chiefs analysis and how this team is getting ready for the game. Call us. The number is 214-872-2102. We'll be right back. We, the entertainment-loving people, want a smartphone built for us. With AT&T and DirecTV, you can get the Samsung Galaxy S8. With an infinity edge-to-edge screen, it's perfect for entertainment. We want exactly what you just said. Buy a Samsung Galaxy S8 and get one free after bill credits when you buy both on AT&T Next and have TV. Visit your local AT&T store today. Buy each for $750 on installment agreement with eligible service. New line is free up to $750 in credits over 30 months. Credits start in two to three bills if service canceled by balance due. Taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. Limited time offers. See store for details. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and of course with yours truly me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. 
Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black, is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit GetJackBlack.com Cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black, look good, smell good, feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer near you. This is Talking Cowboys. A true cowboy loves his freedom, and Tommy John gives you that feeling of freedom where it counts with a contour pouch and fabrics you can barely feel. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 20% off your first order. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. Thank you, Rob. And yes, we are back here in the SWBC Mortgage Studio. We are getting into the Cowboys versus Chiefs this week back at AT&T Stadium. But before then, let's hit the phone lines. Uh, we have Nebby on the line from Maryland. Nebby, what is your question? How are you? Uh, uh, hi, everyone. Hey, um, Neb. Listen, I just want to say that in order to beat, in order for us to beat the Kansas City Chiefs at home this Sunday, uh, 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 we have to make Alex Smith hold the ball uh, 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 longer than he wants to, and we have to cover uh, 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 well, considering that uh, um, Alex uh, uh, Smith. Uh, and the Chiefs uh, uh, don't turn the the ball over, and and, and just as importantly, uh, 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 we have to score touchdowns because we were lucky to win last week, considering that we kicked w- way way too many field goals. Uh, uh, but before I go, I, I just want to say that uh, l- l- let's uh, 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 use. Uh, uh, Zeke's uh, uh, suspension as fuel uh, to come together and prove our critics wrong. And let's try and shock the world uh, by becoming Super Bowl champions uh, this year. We can do it. We just have to take things one game at a time and somehow, some way, find ways to win. Uh, uh, go Cowboys. Take care. Thanks for being patient with me, and have a great week. Bye. Great call. Great points. Hey. Yep. All right, so I learned something from Nebby. They've only turned the ball over three times. Yeah, and one of them was a, one of them was a, a throw by a, a wide Hill. receiver. <laughs> Tyreek Hill has more interceptions than Alex Smith. They're plus 10. A couple yeah. stats for you. Alex Smith, fourth quarterback in NFL history to throw 15 touchdowns at least, no picks to yeah. start a season. They're also, like you said, second in turnover differential. They were plus 16 last year, plus 14 the year before. Well, they're going to get there offense, at this they, rate. They take care of the ball. They don't, they don't beat themselves. Yeah. Except for Tyreek Hill. He's not a quarterback. Nope, not a quarterback. He is not, not a good left-handed quarterback. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, that is extremely impressive. 15 touchdowns is not easy. And then to add no interceptions, especially when Brian just told you, they've gone up against some pretty mean defenses. I mean, you're talking the Broncos, the Steelers. uh, They've had the Raiders. You know, they've had harder defenses to face. And still, they've been able to maintain it. But, you know, Nebby brought up a good point. Brian, you you echoed this. Holding on to the ball. Yeah, they, you know, if you make – he's absolutely right. You make Alex Smith hold the football, he's going to have some problems. I mean, he's going to have to make some tight window throws when he does that. It's when, he's, when he gets rid of the football quickly, he's at his absolute best. But went back, watched the Steelers, went back and watched the Raiders, went back to watch the games that they've lost. And, it, and the common thread is make him hold the football. Make him have to make a decision that way uh, to make a second or third read. And so if you can do that, uh, you have a chance to, to affect the way he plays. Mm-hmm. Not thing, many people have done it. No, no and the, not many. The thing that's most impressive about me, him is not me. You. Is, <laughs> you too. He's leading the league in yards per attempt. Over- Which used to not be his M.O. at all. Uh, he used so to what be- do you think's changed? Hill. Hill at the ability. One guy? Yeah. Hill, Hill's been good, and then the running back. The running back has, has helped him tremendously. Hunt, Hunt's ability to take a four-yard pass and make it 74 yards. That, that, that is a – Kelsey makes plays down the field, throw the ball to Hunt. Hill's ability – I mean, they've got guys that can make plays down the field. Yeah, another – Short gains, big plays. Absolutely, Brian, because, you know, Travis Kelsey, of course, their tight end, pro bowler. He has three 100-yard games this season. Yeah. That's more than any wide receiver currently. Yeah, he's he's part of that new breed of tight end. Who's It's a hybrid. You're a receiver in a tight end's body. And Byron Jones, once again, that's got to be his matchup most likely. Uh, you know, if you were to get a Wouzier back this week, he could probably help with that. But mm, he's an excellent, excellent tight end. That'll be three games in a row for him. Byron Jones. Yeah. With these tight ends, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna have to play huge in this game. Now is he is Kelsey healthy? Did I see him go no, down? You, you did see him limp off. Yeah, uh, that was I, the I second quarter of the game on Monday night. Yeah, but he he made three incredible catches in that football game. I mean, where the ball down. was high and he's adjusting, and you know it's that's you know, that's what you're gonna deal with. You know, Byron Byron has Byron has covered some outstanding tight ends in this league. I think this is the best one he's had to deal with. Wow. And that's including Gronkowski and then, and then some others. Wow. I think this is the best one that he's had to deal with. When you talk about from an athletic ability and ability to, to just go get the football. Yeah, but why does Travis Kelsey have such inconsistent play? In what way? Like, I feel like some weeks he's on, he's Alex Smith's main guy. Yeah, and then other they, weeks but they've got so many gone. other – they've got weapons. I mean, it, you, there's, you watch their film, and the way he runs routes, Alex Smith could throw him the ball every single time. Seriously, I mean, he could. He, he, the, the way when they flex him out, he runs routes like. A, I mean, he double moves, slant. I mean, he. You know, you would talk about the sluggos and things. I mean, he'll fake All a those sluggos. He'll fake. He'll fake routes and you know get open double moves. I mean, he, he's a, he's a he's a rare player. Yeah, yeah. It really is. Well, we'll see what they go to because Kareem Hunt now. You know, he had such a hot start, and now he's only averaging three point three one yards per carry in the past three games. Yeah. That's really? a bit yeah. Denver defense, we kind of saw that firsthand mm-hmm. run game. Steelers, Steelers, yeah. Oakland, you know, they got into a shootout in the Oakland game. Yeah. That it turned into, okay, we can't run the football anymore. We've got to start throwing the ball. Yeah, some of that. Um, and he, he didn't get 100 all-purpose yards for the first time uh, this season against Denver. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Teams are probably keying on him a little bit more. 
but he is a he's a versatile type weapon. You can motion him out. He can he can beat you out wide as well. So yeah. he's just a you know he's he's a rookie, but he's turned into one of the most versatile skill players in the NFL. Got seven hundred and sixty three yards rushing. Yeah, and Kelsey's got forty four catches. Yeah, I don't know where he's been lacking. Four touchdowns too. He's just, you know, he's. it's going to be a difficult matchup for Byron. Byron has played against some quality tight ends. He's played against quality big athletes, too. You know, and, and this is going to be a fight where where he's going to fight for position. Kelsey was going to fight for position. And, you know, Byron tends to do well in those things. He, when he has to deal with a bigger guy, he tends to find a way to make that work. It's when sometimes you put him on receivers and think, oh, okay, that might be the little bit of a quickness difference. But when Byron has to go toe to toe, some and that's and that's what we've seen when he's had to battle Jason Witten. Jason Witten is not the fastest guy, but Jason Witten will beat up on you as you're running down the field. And I think Byron's learned a little bit of how to play in position against bigger guys like that. Yeah, that is becoming more of his strength. Yep. Yeah, Byron Jones, get ready, big guy. Maybe you can get another pick six this week. Would help. That's a strong statement by you. Best best tight end he's gonna face. The best tight end he's faced this Man, yeah. God, he's faced some good ones. Yeah. Yeah, he just named, you know, he has to see Jordan Reed and Ertz every year, but yeah. you know, now to have to see somebody who's not in the NFC. He's played. He he plays well. I mean, that's the that's gonna be for the Cowboys. I mean, there's a lot of things defensively they're gonna have to do. And one of the most important one of them is what Mickey always talks about. You better stop the damn run. You better stop them from running the football. Because if you make it comfortable all day for Alex Smith in the pocket, you goodbye. might yeah, goodbye. It doesn't matter who's playing running back for you. So how can they do that, Bren? Tell us how they can make sure that this run is not exposed. Well, they it, it, helping Lee, having Lee and Hitchens back have helped. Tackling better would also help. I mean, when you get safeties that are playing down, if, if, if Byron has to play in coverage, that, okay, that takes a guy, a capable player out of there. But they just need they they need Jeff Heath to tackle better in the hole. You know when they get in position, they don't need to be they don't need to be washed on you know on this uh, on this uh, defensive line. When I mean washed, like just pushed. You know where there's these gaping holes where the linebackers and the safeties are having to fill. Yeah, I mean they're having that. You have to play square against these guys. You cannot. And this guy will take the ball front side and then he will break it all the way to the back side. That's the so, thing about him. He's a really underrated patient, guy. Very patient the yeah. way he runs. He'll take off on you and scramble and, yeah. uh, and and buy time as well. Yeah, Mickey, how can we see improvement from Anthony Brown? A lot of people have been questioning his second year performance. Got to play better. Yeah, I mean he's beaten on a couple pass routes. Gets beat on double moves. Yeah. And, you know, double moves mean the guy's in the pocket a long time, too. Sure. So the 41-yarder, I asked you this the other day, to Crowder in the, in the game, not zone coverage. He no. was in man. He was in man. Yeah, he was in man. But, okay. but they were single safety high. Right. And everybody's going to say, well, where was Jeff Heath? Well, Jeff, Jeff Heath had another guy threatening yeah. him coming up the slot on right. the other side. Right. So now you've got to figure, okay, where am I, where am I in worse shape? Because right. you can't cheat. Right, and he stayed in the middle. Yeah, and then at the last minute, and he couldn't get there. Right, but it, it was another double move, and, and that seems to, to be what gets him. So, um, you know, got to be better. So, do you just review that during the week, or or how can you be more prepared for? I this? don't know. You know, to me, with with Brown is it's technique. You know, because he's capable, he can run, he does have quickness, he can be physical. 
but he gets off balance the way he plays. It's like he turns. Yeah, he, he, he doesn't find the ball as well as he did last year. That's another problem. If you watch the, the Dotson I- interference, he's in great shape. And then all of a sudden, he, lo- he doesn't even look for the ball yet. I mean, he, he sees Dotson looking back, and he's still looking. And he, if, he look, if he looks back for that ball, they don't call pass interference. Yeah. They don't do it. So positioning, has been a, a, a positioning at times has been a problem for him, but he's just not seeing things like he saw before. And, that, and that's the double moves. That's one of them. If you're reading a route and a guy, you see a guy break, and then you bite, and then he breaks the other way, I mean, that's just – that's feel, that's understanding, that's study, that's all those things that's being prepared. You know, he, he's played better. He, he's been a disappointment to me. I mean, if coming out of camp, I would, have, I would have said, okay, Malik Collins, Brown, two defensive guys of a, of a group I'm really not really sure about. I'm sure about these two guys. It's and proven it, you a little bit wrong. Yeah, it's proven well, a little bit wrong. And the other thing I, I don't think he has, and maybe that's why he got drafted where he's at, it, when the guy beats him off the line of scrimmage, he doesn't have, like, closing speed. Yeah, he's got time speed. He's, yeah. And this is what's a problem when you're dealing with Hill because they will run Hill at him, and that's one of my matchups that's going to go up tomorrow about him playing against Terry Kill because they will take a shot with Hill every single time in this game, and they will match him up. They might match him up on Jordan Lewis just to say, okay, which one of these guys can't run and which one of these guys can't cover? If you look at who the guy who's had the most struggles covering so far, it's been Brown. Mm -hmm. So that, to me, is if I'm studying film Andy Reid, I'm going, okay, who's the guy I can attack the most? I don't want to attack Skandrick, you know. He's coming off a great game, confident player right now. And when the Cowboys play man, they play man. They do play man. They're not helping behind. Nope. And if you noticed in the Washington game, you know, they hit some big plays, but they're playing single safety high because they wanted Byron Jones down in the slot on the Trying tight end. Yep. Right? And they didn't they didn't take out a linebacker. They they kept both linebackers in. Uh so you're out on an island. It's not like these other teams do running the linebacker out there. Uh, sneaking the safety, cheating over to Dez's side, they leave those guys in man. Yeah. Uh, so you're not gonna you're gonna get beat. I mean, there's a reason why guys you know have a thousand yards receiving in this league. Right. You know, some they're beating somebody, yeah. and they're probably beating your guy too. What you want though is make a play or two to kind of even it out. You're not gonna pitch a shutout. They're gonna make plays, but go make a play. Well, it also helps up front when you've got 25 sacks. And you're getting a better pass rush than we've seen really in the last couple seasons from this group. It's been outstanding. It's been a dramatic improvement from, and it's not just Demarcus Lawrence. It's David Irving getting back in there. Jason Garrett came out and said he thinks Tyrone Crawford's found a home at right defensive end. Those are all positive things. That helps your secondary out for sure. I mean, they gave up nineteen, what nineteen points. Mm-hmm. Okay, ten to San Francisco should have been twenty-eight to Green Bay. You basically handed the Rams 13 points with your mistakes. Right. You know, so, you know, the defense hadn't been all that bad. Uh, the run game has been The been, run big game is been, what been, concerns been, you. Yeah, absolutely. Much, That's, yeah. yeah, much better in this game. But, again, five, better. five offensive linemen get hurt for Yeah, I think, so. that, I think the way that you even kicking field goals against Washington, the way they were compromised with their offensive line, scoring any points against Washington was going to be good. Because it made it took Washington out of their ability to run the football or try to run the football, you know. I, I think that that's what's going to be difficult about Kansas City is I don't think they will get out of their game plan. No, they're going to run it. They're going to run and they're going to test you and they're going to keep running and keep running and keep running. 
And then they're going to make you put Byron Jones over. They're going to make you crowd that box. And then that's going to leave what's going to happen on the outside, whether it's with Kelsey or whether it's with Hill. You know, it's something like that. They, they, will, they will make you have to defend, take one thing away. And I, I, if you give me a choice, give me the choice of don't let them run the ball down my throat. You know, that, that right there is the most demoralizing thing you can do. That's why Ezekiel Elliott not being here for the Cowboys hurts them because he could demoralize a defense the way he runs the football. So we're going to find out, I think, against Kansas City if the adjustments they made up front are really the reason. The one and the three. Switching those guys. Right. Getting Mayo out of the starting lineup. Right. Crawford at right right defensive end. Right. And then get Lee back on the Lee and Hitchens Hitchens. both both And so now let's go play. Yeah. We can sit here and go, okay, the Redskins, their offensive line, well, you know, they were beat up. San Francisco, well, they're no good. Now we're going to find out. Yeah, you will find out. And and I think they're playing it better. I think Collins is is doing a good job at at the nose. You know, Irving's creating problems inside. We know what Lawrence has been doing. And very quietly, Tyrone Crawford has emerged. Right. I mean, he's playing like they always thought he can play, but he's played so many different spots. It's almost like, well, okay, this is working over here. You know, let's just leave him there. And he's healthy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you bring up the point of their offensive line. Who really is their best offensive lineman? You know, they have such stacked guys there, and they've they've had to go through some rotation. They have. They have. And, you know, Eric Fisher was, you know, was there, uh, was taken in the 2013 draft, you know, like it's first overall. And so he, he's he been more consistent at the left tackle spot. You know, Mitchell Swartz, you know, the guy from Cleveland, he's been in Kansas City a while. I think the tackles are good for them. Where they've had their problems has been inside. And, you know, Brian Weitzman uh, was here. They, uh, they got him off waivers. Dallas had, had him here at one time, and yep. he's the starting left guard. But they've struggled with Zach Fulton has played some center, and he's played some guard. Cameron Irving, who was drafted by the, the Cleveland Browns really high, has had to play some guard too. Mitch Morris, the, Morris, the center, is, is okay. And so, I, you know, but the, I like what they've got at tackle. I, I like what, what Weitzman has done at the guard spot, but the center and the and the and the right guard has been a big question mark for this football team. Don't be picking on that Missouri Tiger now. Oh, stand up for him, strong. He was hurt. They said he can't. That if I remember correctly, he was back in the game right. Monday night, but right. they said he returned. He right. He was out for a while, yeah. or at least a game or so. Yeah. Yeah, well, let's take our final break here in the SWBC Market Studio. We'll be right back with Rob's Twitter poll, of course, running back themed. So stay ah. with us. We'll be right back. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. We, the entertainment-loving people, want a smartphone built for us. With AT&T and DirecTV, you can get the Samsung Galaxy S8. With an infinity edge-to-edge screen, it's perfect for entertainment. We want... 
exactly what you just said. Buy a Samsung Galaxy S8 and get one free after bill credits when you buy both on AT&T Next and have DirecTV. Visit your local AT&T store today. Buy each for $750 on installment agreement with eligible service. New line is free up to $750 in credits over 30 months. Credits start in two to three bills if service canceled by balance due. Taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. Limited time offers. See store for details. Ice cold Dr. Pepper and the Dallas Cowboys go way back. They belong together, like Texas and football, silver and blue, shotgun formations and Hail Marys. Having a Cowboys football party without Dr. Pepper is like having Thanksgiving without the Cowboys. Basically, we wouldn't recommend it. So next time you have a tailgate, home gate, or whatever else kind of gate, grab some ice-cold Dr. Pepper for you and your friends to enjoy. It's a Dallas Cowboys tradition. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. This is Talking Cowboys. Hey, we're talking Papa John's Pizza. I saw there Papa John's had a special during the World Series. Maybe it was just in Houston. Yeah. If you hashtag Altuve, you got a discount. Woo! Wow. I think it was like two pizzas for a wonderful price. And even Altuve knows with those ingredients and that pepperoni, you get a better pizza, and that's Papa John's. I love Papa John's pizza. Me too. Maybe we'll watch. We'll get some tonight to watch Game Seven. Of course, Houston Astros versus the LA Dodgers. We're just talking about it. Clayton Kershaw, the Dallas native, might be pitching. Cowboy fan. Cowboy fan. Are they? Do they play those the uh, World Series games out on the plaza on the big screen? They do. Ooh, you gotta go. I walked Ooh, yeah, there. legend show. No, we got a legend show. Somebody's gonna be mad if they show up to watch the World I, Series. I, I, yeah, yeah I, they do. Matter of fact, because I was. Uh, no, that would be six yeah, or seven. Yeah, I got out here at eight thirty last night. I was working on something, and I walked down that way because I had to go to the pro shop, and I thought I saw it up on the screen. No, we go seven to eight. Seven right to eight. The, right when it starts. Everson yeah. Walls tonight, by the way. Yep. Great guest. Yes, I looked up the other day, of course, Alex Bregman, who's kind of been a hot star during the series. He's from Albuquerque, New Mexico, went to LSU. And I was looking to see, if okay, maybe he's a Cowboys fan, you know, great, mm. great guy to connect Bronco. with, all that stuff. No, I, all you have to do nowadays, all I did was type into Twitter, at Alex Bregman, and then Cowboys. We found out that he is a Redskins fan. Oh. So, of course, you get the solo home run win on a Sunday night, but your Redskins lose to the Dallas Cowboys, so... So everybody listening right now who's not from Houston, right there, go Dodgers, right? Right. Everybody, we yeah. changed everybody in the Dodger blue. Yeah, exactly. So do it for Vince Scully. Except if Peterson hits another home run, has a spaz attack going around the bases. <laughs> I love Jock Peterson. It's exciting times, Mickey. Baseball's exciting times. It is. I've, I thought he was going to get lost. Yeah. Like you weren't going to find third base. <laughs> Let's get to your Twitter poll, Rob. What you got for us Let's today? get back into the running back debate who should be the lead back in this situation if indeed Zeke misses time which it seems like it's looking that way got three options McFadden Morris or Smith and I love these polls because man it is split up it is split three ways and there's not I can't vote for somebody yeah, else yeah Switzer vote for Dorsett <laughs> it's gonna be coming Smith. back who you got 
I've, Mick? I've been on McFadden the whole time, okay. so I stay with him. Tay? Yeah, McFadden. We saw what he was able to do. Brian brought it up the other day, and I didn't realize this. When he had the 1,000-yard season for the Cowboys two seasons ago, it was really near the bye week that he was able to come in yeah. and help this team. And so, obviously, you're two weeks away from that, but he's coming in at a good time. Mickey's theory, we're seeing it again. He's able to do that. Even when he came back last year from Pup, he was able to have that kind of spark that they needed a little bit in the playoff push. I think he only played three games last year, regular season. Yes. So that's it's, that was yeah. that three out of twenty three. Yeah, three three out of twenty three. Who are you with, Brian? It's a six game run for me. I'm going with Smith. Rod Smith. Yeah, I I, I need. I'm going to need. It. We're going to play some defenses here. I think you're going to need some. Not that. It's going to sound terrible that Morris and McFadden aren't tough, but I need a nasty football player. I need a really nasty guy to make up for the nasty football player I just lost. And I'm, I'm, going, to, I'm, going, to, I'm going to bank on lightning in a bottle here you know, for six games. You've seen it happen before. I'm just going to say, hey, I'm going to plug him in. And I, it's not that I disagree with you guys because I would, you know, either one Morris or, but I just feel like it's a six-game run here. Mm-hmm. And you, and you're gonna need to continue to do the things that you that you've been doing the last couple of weeks, and I think Smith gives you that. How did you word that question? Buckeye for Buckeye, huh? I worded it. Who would you select as the featured running back during a Zeke suspension? And the results are with Brian Rod Smith, thirty-eight yeah. percent, thirty-two percent Alfred Morris, thirty percent Darren McFadden. What's well, me close? And and the. The comments have been great too on this poll too. Everybody's, oh, they get the comment. Yeah, I mean, Dan <laughs> chimes in. More, I thought Mickey you just, just voted. Up. Now, now, pay attention. He smiled. Did you see that? That's ah, okay. now I can write in in my comments. Yeah, Dan writes in Morris's ability to quote get skinny and vision to get through the creases will keep Dak in third manageable situations. I hope so. That's yeah. good. You know, yeah. some guys they want to see Rod Misty wants Rod Smith at least ten carries. McFadden Jesse says they've been saving him for this reason. He's fresh. Like yeah. there's there's good arguments on every side. You know. So it all came down to thirty percent each, basically. Pretty much. I think there's a there's a chance that whoever you see first won't be who you see last. Yeah, Deep. that's fair. Deep quotes that from Mickey Spagnuolo. That, that's fair. That you know they'll just kind of make it play out and they'll figure it out. Yeah, that's that's what I said at the start of the show. I think. If this is a six-game run, indeed, something will sort itself out. A guy will break loose, and it's like, well, we need to give him more carries. So is everybody on Rod Smith because he had the big run against San Francisco? No, I think it's the preseason. He had a great Because they saw him. Probably the physical, the physicality which he was able to run the ball. Even though, yeah, it's preseason, it's backup linemen. And, you know, the, the, the San Francisco run was against – man, he had his backup offensive line in there for the most part with the exception of Travis Frederick and Collins blocking. But, you know, it was – it was uh, I, I just – I'm looking at the six games. That's how I'm looking at it right now. Who would I want for six games if I had to pick a guy, for, you know? And, and I, don't, I, I don't disagree with what you guys are saying with McFadden because he is, you know, he is – we've seen him. He's been proven that way. But I think you're just going to have to be mean in these football games. I think you're going to have to be really, really mean to win these games. And, you know, and that's where I think that maybe maybe the, 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 the offensive line and the tight ends and the receivers that block will feed off that meanness. I think that's what Zeke brings to this 
offense. That's physical running is the first thing that stands out to me about Rod Smith. Yeah. He is a physical Big downhill yeah. runner. Yeah. Two hundred what is he, two thirty five, two forty? I think he's I think he's lost weight though. Didn't he slim down? Didn't he yeah, get down he the two twenty eight range, two twenty five range? I'm I, yeah. I mean, I, I, but, yeah. but I know he, he looks big. When, he, when they, you hand him the ball, he looks big running the football. He's going to force guys to gang tackle. Hats on, See, hats to the and, ball. And the, yeah, the yeah. other guys, the other guys have been through the grind. The other guys, Morris has been through the grind of a season. Uh, McFadden has been through the grind of the season. That's what helps you right there. But what, what you really, really, like I say, what, we'll be interested to see if, We'll be interested to see if, in fact, the six, like say, the six games that they go with that style. The two thirty-five, they've got them listed. Yeah, yeah. Let's hit the phone lines again. We have Nolan from California. What is your question? Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Hey. I actually had a two-part question. I wanted to ask Brian and Mickey and all you guys: Is it a possibility that maybe Smith could possibly be a bell cow by the end of the six weeks if we ease him through? And my second comment is. I've noticed that the Eagles are making some or trying to make some big moves during this whole uh, trade deadline and everything. They did, yeah. Yeah, do you think that they're looking at it as this is our year, we need to do it right now, so we need to do everything we can to get to the Super Bowl? Yeah. Is that what you guys think? I think. I'll hang up and uh, appreciate the call. Thank you, Nolan. be interesting if uh, J.J. holds up. I talked to some people in Miami. They think his knee's really bad. There were reports about that yeah. yesterday that yeah. long-term, this is a move where they, Miami doesn't think. Yeah, they, this is one of those. This is the opposite of what you thought with uh, Ron Leary. You know, a, yeah. a knee issue, how long is he going to last, that kind of thing. So, Eagles make the move. They do not have a running back that really is a very good pass blocker. And they're worried about that. that that's something, yeah. That, that, that's some, they wanted somebody that was a more complete player. So, that's what you get with this guy. But like I say, talking to some guys in Miami, they're like, hey, this not this knee's not great. So I mean he passed, evidently passed the physical for the Eagles on it. So let's see how it works out. Sometimes when things look too good to be true, yeah. They ain't. They ain't. And sometimes when they look so bad, they aren't either. Mm. We did a little thing yesterday where we did tricks to treats, things that have happened for this team recently. That look to be bad, that weren't. Demarcus Lawrence having back surgery. Sometimes when these guys have surgery in the offseason, people freak out. But now he's the healthiest he's ever been. And then, you know, you got the guy, David Irving, who's had five sacks in three games since he's been back from suspension. And he got poached from the Chiefs practice squad. Right. So I wonder if they would like to have him back right now. I mean, I know they got Justin Houston and they have a great defense, but. Yeah. But he was on the practice squad. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. Yeah, I just. You know, it's some teams can evaluate players in certain positions. You know, the Chiefs. I mean, my old buddy John Dorsey was there, and he got fired before the season started. You know, and I think John had a really good eye for what he wanted to do defensively to try and help his team. And you know, sometimes it, it does. Some, you just can't keep all those guys. You just you know, you lose a guy, and you're like, well, hey, we you know, we'd like to have him. You, you look now, hindsight is always, as they say, twenty twenty, but. Uh, yeah, he, you know, they, they, they found a home. I mean, he's found a home here, David Irvin, and been playing him at defensive tackle. I mean, I, I really do believe that's his spot, you know, moving him on the outside. No, he's, he's a better player playing inside. And, and maybe the Chiefs weren't going to do that. Even though I, I, I did see some, you know, when, he, when we did the report on him, that he was doing some defensive tackle stuff. Now, where he was stayed there the whole time, 
I don't know that. Yeah. Their personnel might have just been better than what the Cowboys was. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen a few different tweets about this, and you guys would, might know a better answer. Rico Gathers, what is the latest with him, and could he be brought back to the 53 for the Cowboys? Ah, uh, I don't see it this year, especially with the Jarwin move. Now, you could – hypothetically, you could let Jarwin go at some point, get him back on the practice squad after a three-week window, right? No, you don't have to keep your own guy. Yeah. You don't have to keep your own guy a, a It's only if you coach someone. Time. Yeah. It's if you take – It's somebody. if you take somebody from another roster. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I what? How many weeks now has he been eligible to practice? This go. He would have been. He could have done a week practice six after after week six. Yeah. So you get two th- weeks to practice, and then you can make a move. But once you start him, then you yeah. got to make a move for right. good. Right. So and he's in is, his third week of being eligible to practice. Yes. And he has yet to do it. Right. Yeah. See, I, to me, yeah, I, I didn't. I, I, I just, I'm with Rob on this. I, I mean, I, what's he going to do for you? Yeah. That's that's where. Uh, that's where I'm kind of like, you know, they, they, you know, I know people out there. It's again another thing from the preseason. They saw Rico make right. incredible adjusting catches in the Hall of Fame game and some other other things, and people feel like, well, put him in there. I think that if Rico gathers, it was a pretty wicked hit he took, jaw, neck area, almost like whiplash. More than a concussion. More than a concussion. You know, everybody's like, oh, they, they think concussion protocol, and they think, oh, the guy should be back this week, like we were talking about Cole Beasley. But his was a little bit more extensive where he was hit and where it, how it affected him. So, yeah, you know, you could stand up. I, I do it all the time. I stand up at my desk, turn around, look at the field. And he's out there working with the strength coaches, you know, running around, stuff like that. But I think that's more about just keeping him busy than it is trying to get him ready to play. Because I don't know that he'd be active. No, he wouldn't. I don't know if he, I don't know if he would be active. I don't know if he would be active. Anyway, you know, if he was on the 53. Yeah, you're I mean, absolutely right. That's what I mean. Yeah. You've got, you've got Swaim and, and, and Hannah, who you like in, in the blocking game, uh, running game. And if you want to keep – it's almost like – got a fullback. Yeah, you want to yeah. keep Keith Smith active over a, a, a fourth tight end. I you got Noah Brown. Yeah. Almost a tight end. Yep. People just want to see what they haven't seen. Well, they, but, lo- they, but love they have to go. understand yeah. that he's played one year of football. One year. Get him ready again for next year. Hadn't played college ball. And it is a shame because he was on a little stretch of touchdown catches. Yeah, he was. He was was making progress as a downhill, you know, downfield. Downfield receiver, receiver, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Things get a little more complicated when it counts. Yeah. No, that's true. I, I just think, you know, for the fans, the devil's advocate there, it's kind of like why they're probably excited to see Rod Smith back, you know, what they saw before the season really got going. Well, you've seen Rod Smith kind of do some things. Absolutely. That's, I mean, you've seen him. He brought up the San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. San Francisco, the Green Bay game, he made a heck of a play down the field, you know, coming back for the football. Big play down, got him in the red zone. So, yeah, he's, he has been playing every week, though. That's the thing. Yeah. And And he's mean. (laughs) I want a mean guy. Rod Smith is mean? Yeah. He's so nice. He's he a runs really nice, mean. really nice guy. guy. I that's He's very I, personable. But am I wrong about that? Run no, you're guy? absolutely right. I, 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 to me, nothing against McFadden or Morris, but I, I want a punishing guy for six weeks. Well, that's more the because that's style. that's how my that's how my offense yeah. is effective. My offense is effective when it's a, hitting it at four yards a shot. Yeah, you know, all of a sudden now I'm now I could throw play action, I can throw waggle, I could throw to I could throw it to swing, I could throw it to Witten. You know, how about that play? The second play of the game, they they run the fake going with, 
They, they throw it to Witten in the, in the left flat, and, and I mean, nobody's over there for Washington. They're so committed to try and stop in the run. Why? Because the running back is a pain in the you-know-what. You have to deal with that. Give me that guy. Yeah. Give me the guy that's the pain in the you-know-what. I like it. Give me the guy that can run for a touchdown. How about a guy that can convert third and one? I'll I'll put him in on or third fourth and one. I'll put yeah. him in on fourth. And See one. that that you don't want to lose that element too. Remember that two years ago when every time it was third and one, we would go, "Oh my god, here we go." Also, yeah, some play action pass or something like that. You're going, "Oh, we got cute there." What's your big thing? Run the ball into, into the, the end, end zone. zone. That has been taken care of since Zeke's been here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, which one of these three can do that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'll be another late night. Because I saw, you know, when we see McFadden rush for his, what, 1,000 yards? Yeah. He had three rushing touchdowns. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So is today the last day we'll know if Zeke is good for this week or not? I would think so, unless something in an an emergency uh, venue happens. Well, could there be some kind of ruling Friday? But then at that point, he hasn't been at the facility all week, and we – we got into that discussion the last time he was suspended hand, for a day or two. Hand him the ball. And, and in that case, hand him the ball. But I, I, Zeke, I think we're football. I think Zeke, play. I think we're done here. I, I just don't think those courts are in any hurry. Yeah, they're not. They're not. They're, 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 they probably got their giant hats on. Yeah. <laughs> Jets, too. Yeah. Jets, Giants. Philadelphia hats, maybe. Maybe, that's, maybe that's that, so worried, too. Not so worried about the Cowboys depth chart? Nah. nah. I, don't think, I don't think anybody's worried about the Cowboys. We got some interesting responses Especially yesterday. Judge Catherine. After we uh, asked everyone, you know, what they think outside of just being a Cowboys fan and their perception. I saw a lot of hit or misses. You know, a lot of people who just said, I'm just tired of hearing about this. Yeah. Other people were like, well, he needs the justice. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think some fans want some closure because you, you got know, it. What if, and what if, you, <laughs> yeah, I know, but what if you, you know, this drink drags on all season and then you, you build the roster, make some great moves in the offseason, you got a better a roster, and then he's got to sit, that, start 2018. This, like, this that, is, I think fans look at that and like, I, I don't know, know what? about that. Hey, he's got a, let's, let's put it this way. Not that this season's a wash, he's got stretch. a better chance of winning his lawsuit than he does of getting to the lawsuit. Right. Because when they get to the lawsuit, they're going to judge guilt and innocence. No one's judging guilt and innocence here. They're judging fairness or unfairness. Right. And they're saying the commissioner is the dictator. You gave him the authority. What he says goes. Yep. And he didn't go rogue on you. Right. Yeah. So even though he didn't listen to this person or he didn't listen to that person or he ignored this evidence or he ignored that evidence – he made the decision, and you agreed as an NFLPA to give him that power to do it. Right. And that's what's being legislated right now, or, or ju- judiciated. That's not the word I want. You're, anyway, you know that's how they're judging this whole thing. Right. I don't have enough. We got it. I don't have good. enough legal words to, to You're do You're good. It. Regardless, so. stay tuned to everything on DallasCowboys.com. And before we go, we want to send everyone – that we're thinking of you guys in New York for all those that Absolutely. listen to us. Of yeah. course, the tragedy that happened there yesterday. Thinking of you guys, always appreciate the New York fans who live behind enemy lines up there, like Mickey said. So, thinking of you guys, and join us tomorrow for another edition of Talking Cowboys. Same time, same place. <laughs>